I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into the nightmares. There he is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto, let's have some fun today. Just like Josh Jacobs, uh, Soto playing injured. Got a, I don't know if it's the HIV, herpes, or what other sexually transmitted disease. Take your pick. It could be any one of them. But there was nothing keeping him off the field after once again in back-to-back season taking the Los Angeles Chargers playoff hopes and kicking him right in the taint. Chargers. Yeah town in las vegas and fall 27 20 on the back of the best pass blocking performance of our offense the best pass rushing performance of our defense the best individual performance of chandler jones uh and you know just only 20 only 144 yards and a touchdown for josh jacobs you know it's Rookie numbers by his standards. Yeah, he he had an off game. Yeah, see, we really got we got to get rid of him. He's just dragging this team down. Like, oh, he only got 144 yards this week. Don't worry, Isaac. We'll get there. I know. There's no doubt about it. You'll well, we'll hear some. Well, you're not so sick you can't think of ways to shit on Derek Carr today. I'm not gonna shit on him, man. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Uh, so where do you want to start? Um, uh, let's let's. We knew going in, and we talked about it. The whole time, right? Chargers have a great passing offense. Our passing defense has been terrible. Uh, the rushing game is bad. Our rush defense has been good. Rush defense held up. Austin Eckler only 3.5 yards per carry. They had 72 total rushing yards the entire game. Uh, not a lot going on there. From um, the, the longest rush the Chargers had was eight yards, right? Brilliant performance by our rush defense. Uh, Justin Herbert, Will Justin Herbert. He did throw the ball 47 times. 335 yards, one touchdown. Um but the defense just coming up absolutely huge. Like they haven't all season long. This is the very first game of the year. Soto where an opposing offense scored less points per game than their average chargers average a little over 22 points per game. They only got 20 and that came on the back of the best game, but you can take all of Chandler Jones's combined games with the Raiders and he didn't have as much production as he did today. Three sacks, multiple tackles for loss, pats, uh, passes batted down, critical fourth down tackles. Uh, this was the guy we thought we were going to get when we signed him for a bajillion dollars. Um, now we, we're starting to see um, how Patrick Graham's defense is supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, with when we get pressure, uh, consistent pressure, we're able to play a little bit um, tighter defense on the outside, a little more man. We played a lot of man today, yep. um, and um, it all works together. It's a puzzle. It all fits together. The pieces fit together, and if you have a piece that doesn't fit, it's not going to work out that great. So um, I don't know what got into challenge up Channel Jones' ass today, uh, but you know what it was? He was playing. Uh, he was isolated against a, a fifth round rookie all game. Brandon Staley, offensive genius, is like, all right, yeah, let's just have this uh, this random dude cover Chandler Jones one on one or block Chandler Jones one on one. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it helps when you have like two rookies and a backup playing center. You know, it helps. Yep. Uh, but you still have to make the plays. Um, 
I mean, realistically, the defense only gave up 10 points. Mm-hmm. You had a pick six, then you had a, a, a fumble where they didn't they didn't gain a first down. So from basically that spot to kick the field goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so excellent work. Um, just made it uncomfortable for, for Herbert. Um, Sacked five times. Yeah, made it uncomfortable. Run, hit, hit a bunch, he had, he had to be all of Justin Herbert to keep this game close. Uh, yeah, man, it's uh, it, it it looks good. Like we, we talked about having uh, playing a complete game, even though the first quarter wasn't that great offensively, defensively, it was a good first quarter. So um, this is as close to a complete game as we've played this season. It's it's by far the best defensive game we played this season. Um, there wasn't yeah, like in our defenses played well in spurts, right? Like we've held teams to zero points and halves. Uh, this was just standard. Like this was seven points in the first quarter um, by the chargers, just to pick six on the defense, two field, two field goals in the second quarter, shut out in the third quarter, one touchdown in the fourth quarter, just consistently up Justin Herbert's ass the entire game. And we're talking about Chandler Jones with three sacks is obviously a star there, but Max Crosby absolutely active the entire time. Denzel Perrin was making, it was nice having Nate Hobbs back. He had a bunch of big tackles and important tackles. Um, just a complete defensive performance against one of the better quarterbacks that we all play all season long, right? Like what's been this, what's been happening this season is these trash, absolutely garbage quarterbacks have looked great against us, right? Russell Wilson, and like the Texans and like all these really bad quarterbacks. Like, how do I get right? Let's play the Raiders, right? Then we got Justin Herbert coming to town. And as much as it pains me to say it, he's fucking phenomenal. He's going to be a pain in our ass for the next 10 years. And he played well, right? 28 to 47, 335 yards and a touchdown. But he was just so harassed and got no help from the running game. Um, the Even though there's you know multiple injuries on the Chargers pass catchers, you saw the discrepancy when it was like one-on-one. You know what I mean? When it was like Keenan Allen on a Meek Robertson or something like that, you're just like, oh, God, we're like really mismatched in some of these spots. But even that wasn't enough. Because it came, it came in spurts, but it just wasn't consistent enough of the Chargers' offense to just keep a sustained threat. The defense was just too disruptive on the first and second phase of defense. Yeah, man, it was. Um, it just goes to show when each phase, when when each phase of the defense are playing at least adequate football. Mm-hmm. Um, how this how this defense looks how the a complete different look to this defense yeah um it it gives me a lot of uh, a lot of hope for the near future for our defense because honestly i thought that we played our worst in zone we we just sagged back and just didn't look good at all all year mm-hmm. and um we were we were good in uh in in man in the secondary but when you don't have pressure, you can only cover a guy for so long. Yeah, uh, and we were giving away, and, and you know, you let you let route concepts develop over time. Our DBs will one hundred percent get exposed if you give them time. Yeah, it's going to be either penalties or hold like a lot. We I remember a couple of weeks ago we got like our first uh, pass interference call, right? Mm-hmm. But it's because we got a ton of holding calls instead of passing because they were holding because they were covering for so long. Um, so it's really good to see how all this. Uh, fits together um hopefully Chandler Jones kind of like gets reinvigorated and we don't need him to have three sacks every game but we definitely need to see that activity every game 
God, I hope the Chargers are just are one game away from making the playoffs at the end of the season. Like they're one game out from a wild card. So we can say in back-to-back seasons, we kept the Chargers out of the playoffs. It would feel so good. Oh, I fucking love it. Sweep the Broncos, keep the keep the bolts out of the playoffs. Glorious. Um not Brandon Staley didn't fuck his team like he normally does. Uh they did that, he had that they call that fake punt in the first quarter that worked. Props to him. Uh, he did have a major fail going for it on fourth and two in the red zone. That was a major fail, right? They got no points in the red zone against the worst red zone defense in football. Like, yes, the defense was playing really well today, but historically, like this season, the Raiders have had arguably the, the worst run zone or, uh, red zone defense in football. It's like fourth and two in the red zone. Let's do it. We got Justin Herbert. No brainer. Um, but Brandon Staley is going to Brandon Staley. Uh, switching over to the offense. Um you do. I'm fucking I, sick, man. I'm fucking really sick. I watched this entire game in bed. Um, Josh Jacobs went 259 touches without losing a fumble. He has been one of the most sure-handed running backs in the NFL. Lost one today. Even the best ones do in that first quarter. Cost us. Um, only the third fumble lost all season by this Raiders. And despite the, you know, not having Darren Waller most of the season, not having Hunter Renfro most of the season, um, you know, the record, of course, there's been some really good elements that we forgot to talk about on this offense. And the biggest Achilles heel of this offense the last two or three seasons has been turnovers, mostly Derek Carr, but a lot of guys as well. Um, only the third fumble lost by the Raiders all season long. And so that's why it's like so shocking when the ball hits the turf and it's Josh Jacobs, because you just, just don't see it that often, right? So uh, while the offense has sputtered, they haven't shot themselves in the foot that often. They did today. An interception by Derek Carr, the fumble by Josh Jacobs. Um, Derek Carr went nine games with only two um, two turnovers. He now has three in the last two games. I, I will say, I will say, that should have been a pass interference on that interception. Take a look at this. The receiver has Mac Holland's head like he's pushing his helmet down for a blow job. Like he literally has his head, his hand, the ball's not even, ball's not there yet, and he's pushing Mac Holland's face into the turf. No penalty called. Okay. Right? Definitely a PI. Um, yeah, it's close. It was close during the play, too. You know, it looks like a PI from this angle for sure. And Unfortun- you, you, again, you, unfortunately, there's no near pa- there's no near interception, or you know what I'm saying? Like there's no not at fault interception. Just I didn't say anything about it, man. Calls. Just fucking move on, dude. Like yeah. we won the game. It's, this is this is what really gets me about you, dude. No matter what happens in the game, you try to protect Derek Carr. I didn't say anything. I didn't say I'm not anything. Saying you did. I'm saying the referees missed a pass dude, interference. It's it just let it go, man. We won the game. He threw a pin or let lose. It go. If the ref missed a pass interference, I'm going to call him out on no, it. No, no. All right, whatever, man. This is this. It's just getting yeah. really. This is getting. Do you hate cars dude. so much you can't no, do pass interference? I hate the fact that you do shit like this. What am I doing? That was a clear. I pass just told you what you did. It's a clear pass interference. Don't ask me what you did when you. I just told you what you did. We won the game. Why even fucking talk about it? Did I bring up the interception? Did I bring any of that shit up? Did I bring him starting of the game off over five or some shit like that? No, I did it. Any decent post game show is going to point out an egregious. We're not a, a decent post game show. 
it's an egregious error by a referee that requires attention, no matter who threw the ball or how it went or who's at fault or whatever. Like, clear all the, like, put it all in a bubble. Max, you look like you're fucking 55 years old in your avatar. And I know you look younger than you really are. So relax. You can grow my balls. Max looks, Max looks clean. He looks cleaned up. He looks like a realtor. Like, I'd buy a house from him. Absolutely, I would. Okay, well, let's move on from that then before you lose your lid and you start throwing up. Uh, Devontae Adams. Just Devontae Adamings all over the Chargers' face. Uh, eight receptions, 177 yards, two touchdowns, along a 45, 12 targets, 22-yard average per catch. And Soto's sad because that means that Derek Carr is the one throwing it to him. No, I, I think it's a great game. I think Carr did something that he normally doesn't do, which I, it's very encouraging for the the rest of this game, the rest of the season. Normally, when he starts off games bad, you're going like, oh, shit, this is going to be a bad day for us. Yeah. But he started off the first quarter as, about as bad as you can start off and um, turn it around. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he turned it, we turned it around with, um, Excuse me. We turned it around with um, with big plays, with deep plays, with deep shots. Sam uh, A, Mark, I think he's a doctor. So do you sick? Have some tequila. Sam A, uh, yeah. Uh, you should listen to him. He's pre-med. What movie is that from? <laughs> uh, Put that in the comments. Yeah, man. Like, I I have nothing bad to say about our path. Uh, we needed to do um the defense helped us out a great amount and uh you know that first quarter was pretty rough and this goes to show the growth of the entire team uh i said it in, in the comments section about uh, the defense and the offense from the show last week you know that legendary ravens from their first super bowl their defense had to look at each other sometimes and say look man we know our offense sucks we got to keep mm. this team under 10 points and we got to probably score a touchdown ourselves. The defense looked at themselves and were like, look, man, we're having a little bit of a rough, rough time in the, in the opening on offense. Let's keep these guys bottled up and get this ball back. And we did. Uh, Josh Jacobs with kind of a unique day. Um, an awesome day, right? 26 carries, 144 yards, touchdown. Um, that 20 yarder that he broke for his touchdown. That was the exact same play in Seattle when he broke it for in, in overtime, exact same, exact same. Dude, that Mac, Mac Collins, Collins that dropped. block. Oof. Mac Collins blocking so well, et cetera. Um, a weird game for him though, because they did bottle up Josh Jacobs consistently. Like there was, it's the rare game where Jacobs had like four or five rushes for either like no yards or minus yards. And that's probably his specialty is just not like fighting off that first and a half tackle, and at least, you know, if he gets stopped in the backfield, he'll at least get to the line of scrimmage, or if he gets stopped at the, the one-yard, you know, a one-yard gain, he turns into a four. Like, that's kind of his specialty. The Chargers did do a good job of, like, stuffing him four or five times, but he got plenty of ones that he broke free. So it was like, again, another... It's not just that Josh Jacobs is playing so well this season. It's he's playing so well at things that he normally doesn't, right? Now he has this breakaway part of his game, um, that amazing catch he had against Seattle, that one-handed grab. Like, he didn't do that. He was a, he was a two-down back for the longest time, right? Pass blocking's better, all that kind of stuff. Um, and this was a weird kind of like, his specialty is never getting stuffed at the line, 
that happened a bunch of times, but he did everything else still amazing. I just want to give love to my fans. Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely showing a complete game, and um, it shows when you when uh, when a defense up until this year, when the defense saw that Jacobs was on the field, especially with Gruden, mm-hmm. you knew he was if he got the ball was going to be on a run. He wasn't yeah. going to get past the ball. Now you have that kind of ability to switch it up a little bit, um, uh, considering the. Uh, the personnel package. So definitely it's it's something that's going to open up a lot of um a lot of more flexibility in our in our uh, play calling and I mean we we've shit on him a, a ton this year but good job by freaking Josh McDaniels with his play calling today. He dialed up some plays and wow man, it, it looked smooth. It looked a lot smoother than we've seen it in a long time. Uh Sam A is Josh Jacobs still the leading rusher? <laughs> I love it when you ask questions when I can answer in the affirmative. Yes. Yes, he is. 159 yards, nine touchdowns, 20 plus, uh, six 20 plus yard runs, two 40 plus yard runs, 67 first downs this season. One out of every three rushes he has almost turns into a first down if you're Josh Jacobs. Now, he gets a lot of attempts, but he's not, he's it's less than Nick Chubb, less than Derrick Henry, less than Saquon Barkley. And he's not as nowhere near as active in the passing game as, you know, Barkley is and stuff like that. So he's got, like, again, he's diversified his portfolio of attack, but he's still playing mostly a Josh Jacobs game, just better and better and better. So good. I'm just being entertained by this. By the comment section. I'm sure everyone else is too. I would say like 30% of our super chats are people pissed at you with how you just hate Derek Carter, no matter what happens. Look, I wise investment. I, (laughs) I spark engagement is what I do. (laughs) The hot take machine. (laughs) Yeah, man. I spark engagement. If you don't like it, good. So you and I were debating to like it. Um, I thought the offensive line's best pass-blocking performance was last week against Seattle. You thought it was two weeks ago against uh, Denver. And, like, you know, we're talking inches, not miles. We had, like, a, you know, mm-hmm. we both, they, they were both so close. We just kind of debated it. Is it – it's basically no debate. Today was the best offensive line performance of the year for this O-line, right? Like, Carr had so much time, wasn't sacked even once, like – and it wasn't even like constant max protection. Like Jacobs was out there running routes. Morrow was out there running routes. It was, and yeah, I know that like, you know, um, there's no Joey Bosa for the Chargers. Three different defensive tackles were on IR for the Chargers. So that was a big part of it. But they still have Khalil Mack. They still have NFL players rushing the quarterback going against a hodgepodge O-line. This was next level O-line performance by the Raiders by this season standards. Like, is there any, is there even a question that this is the best performance of the season for them? Uh, I don't think so. I think that uh, definitely pressure rate wise, um, this is going to, was going to be the best performance. Um, it just goes to show you how good they are and how good um, the chargers are in the secondary. Mm-hmm. I think Carr went like 16 for 30 with yeah. the time that he had. So that that's, I don't know that that was necessarily Carr being bad. I think it was just, you know, tight coverage by the secondary of chargers. Yeah, the um, like I said, the 
RDBs versus the Chargers wide receivers. When it was like single coverage and Herbert had a little time, you saw the mismatches. And the same thing applied the other way around. Um, unless it was Devontae Adams, it wasn't. It was a lot of guys covered. Like, Mac had his moments, but um, Chargers. Look, the Chargers, I know they have a lot of guys on IR. They're a top five roster. Like, talent-wise, it is a top five roster. Maybe top five. Like, you, you can make an argument it's the most talented, pure roster in football. There's, you can make that argument and not sound stupid, right? Um, but one, Brandon Staley, dumbass. And two, it's just like the Chargers. They just always find a way to fumble around. And this is now back-to-back seasons in the second time the Raiders play the Chargers at home. So we kick them right in the dick. Yeah, man. Look, we talked about it in the beginning of the year. Especially after, I think, after we lost in the Arizona game, we were really bummed out. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, we're not going to be able, we're not going to lose every single game. But the better teams, the best teams play their best game, uh, football at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. They, they figure shit out early, they iron it out in the middle, and they, 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 uh, they just shoot up the roof uh, late in the season. Yeah. So just want to show you something here. The Rams who play on Thursday with, I don't know, that's, that's Wolf, Wolford. Wolford. He's like a spinal cord injury. Like yeah, in his neck. He's, he might not play anymore. That's yeah, bad. That might be it. Like, yeah. That's kind of sad. Like That might be it It for him, not just yeah. this season. I mean, I wish I, – honestly, like if that's if that's the case, he just pack it up. Like you've made enough money. You won your Super Bowl. Just there's no, re- there's no sense you not be able to pick up your kids for the rest of your life. You had a career 98% of NFL players wish they could. Like, yeah, you were franchise yeah, quarterback number, for a decade. One pick, Super Bowl champion. You yeah. play with Megatron. Like, you, like, I mean, what else do you want? Yeah. So, look, the Rams are going to have a backup quarterback and all kinds of, you know, no Cup, no Allen. You know, so you're going to have that. Waller and Renfro, Francisco Poncho, they are both. Are they both eligible to return from IR next week? Yes, they're that's both the first eligible. Game they were right? eligible. Yeah, it's a short week, so I don't know what that means for them. But I also because it was like oblique for Renfro. And Waller, it's kind of like whatever, everything weirdly, like hamstring and then kind of other shit. It had to have been a really serious oblique because normally oblique muscles are something that really plague older players for a long time. Younger guys yeah. really don't get that. Uh, that It had to have been like a, a, a small tear or a really bad sprain. Yeah. But so the Rams on Thursday, backup quarterback. The Patriots offensively are what they are. Okay. Yeah. At home, uh, at at home, the Steelers are up and down. Christmas you know? Eve across the country, cold weather. Yeah, it's like at, uh, least, at least they're not they're not playing great. But we have everything else kind of going against us: weather, distance. Yeah, is but that, is that a morning what? game? An afternoon? Uh, game? No, it's an afternoon. It's, it's the night okay. game. But um, 49ers, no Jimmy G. No Jimmy G. 49ers, um, and then the the freaking Queefs. Yeah. So, but look, that Steelers game, if you have a, if you have a run game, you can play in the cold, you know, that's Do we have any good running backs on our team. Uh, I mean, we might have one or two. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Hopefully we'll figure it out by then. <laughs> so what are you saying? Soto? Are you getting, are you getting tickling in my word? plums? Right. Are you getting, tickling you getting is it getting juicy plums. down in the plums? Yeah, I'm a boss. Are you, are you thinking playoffs? Are you thinking like, all right, what am I going to do? And, I'm always thinking playoffs. I never stop thinking playoffs. I never stop thinking. When we were in two and se- when we were two and seven, 
You never. You, you no, you never I said, it. hey, you know what? We have to win out basically to 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 secure uh to secure it. But look, first off, let's just call it what it is. I don't think we're gonna fucking beat the Chiefs. We just can't beat them. I don't know why. We just can't beat them. But nine and eight. Nine the AFC is nowhere possible. near as good as everyone thought yeah, it was. Nine and eight is season. possible. Nine and eight for sure is possible. I, I, I'm not saying that we can't beat them. We just haven't been able to for so long. And no matter how close, like you lose by one, lose by 40, we've lost all kinds of different ways. Uh, so if we can get to nine wins of hell, if we can win out, we should we should be just awarded a fucking first round by. But uh, if we get to nine wins, I think my nine wins might do it. We should address our our chances of getting to the playoffs by the level of bluish hue in our plums. Like how, like at two and oh, seven, or like I'm still periwinkle blue right now. It's still really light. Yeah, yeah, it's still it's very really light. light. Yeah, like of, baby blue. It's like my that's yeah. color of my eyes as opposed to like a dark. Oh, stop. Yeah, like my baby blues. Come on, you, you love my car. baby blues. Is that why you love car? Because if he has blue eyes too. Uh, I love I love him because he wears guy liner and it brings That's out the true. baby blue. It's the contrast. You should he has, wear guy liner. He has the guts to he has the guts to go guy liner that I don't. I don't have the my eyes you are should, too squinty. You should have the the wife to it. See if do you ever do the cat eyes on you? See how that looks. I already have cat eyes. I have like the squinty. I know you do. It's I don't get it either. You look like you you, you like permanently had a, a hard sparring session. Like your cheeks are always puffy. That's just the heavy drinking, oh, uh, McBud. I hate Thursday night football. Thanksgiving is okay, but the rest sucks. You should love Thursday night football for your team. It's the best because you're playing another team who's coming doing the same short week you are. Mm-hmm. But the next week, it's almost like you have like a half of a bye week because you have three extra days to prepare and rest. And that's Patriots game. And a Patriots game. You should love Thursday night games. I wish every other every other week the Raiders had a Thursday night football game. Like that's that's the best case scenario because it gives you a huge advantage the following week. RG wears guyliner, but he just he 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 traces the outline of his asshole with it. Well, that's my baby brown. <laughs> I mean, I got my baby blues, I got my baby brown. You gotta accent you gotta accentuate what you got, you know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta work what you got. It's like a push-up bra for my butthole. Um yeah, it's like opposite of Monday night football because you both have this. You, neither one of you has an advantage when you play, but then when you go to the next game, you have a disadvantage, right? It's like you want your team to play Thursday night football games. You don't want your team to play Monday night football games because you're, you know, you're giving yourself a buy or taking away like a mini buy, basically. Uh, so yeah, that's the schedule moving forward, and definitely not how we thought. Like it's panning out well, and like like mentioned, if Waller comes back, Renfro comes back. Um, Jacobs is staying healthy, right? Little little calf thing, but this is the longest mm-hmm. he's gone being healthy. All those touches, all those pass, all those plays. Devontae Adams playing lights out. Hopefully, every week they have a like a fifth round rookie lined up against Chandler Jones, so he can actually deliver a little bit for us every now and then. Dude, you see that on his back on that flea flicker? The freaking young corner that they had on him was like, oh fuck, god damn it! <laughs> he's like, oh shit. <laughs> he knew it. He's, he's like, oh crap. How, what kind of balls is that to run a flea flicker two games in a row? Right? They have to really be biting hard on the freaking play fakes. They have to really see them biting, like crashing hard on the play well, fakes. When your running back just put up 303 yards the week before, I guess that's a good reason to do it, you know? Right? Yeah. I mean, 
if when you, you have Josh like Jacobs, six yards to carry, yeah, there's a, mil- there's, there's a million parts of your passing game that open up if you have Josh Jacobs playing like this. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is uh, our line, dude. I take back every bad thing I said about this coaching staff because this is a plan. Like we don't see what's going on behind the scenes, right? Yeah, we don't see. We, we got a kind of a little bit of a glimpse into it behind, by how the team reacted more more so to Josh McDaniels and the car because we all knew that car was a leader and everyone loved him and everything right we all we already knew that but the way they reacted to Josh McDaniels and that no, no no one was shitting on him and no one was saying things like you have like Kyler Murray throwing his 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 coach under the bus and like people talking about our scheme is crap and our scheme is fucked and all this stuff but no one ever did that. Everyone was still all about, you know what, we're getting better. We're going to keep working on it and all this stuff. And then you see a game like this with a team that scores more points, a team that doesn't really turn the ball over that much fumble-wise. I mean, yeah, Herbie can throw some interceptions. But, you know, you're putting up some decent points in, in not just your running game, but your passing game too. Kept your quarterback clean. I mean, look, at the end of the year, nobody's, nobody's fully healthy. Nobody was um, – was crying for us when we were we, we were missing Waller and Renfro and Miller in the same game. You know, no one was crying for us about all that stuff and Hobbs. So, whatever people have, people missing the next few games. It is what it is, man. Just like we found a way to win, those other teams can find ways to win too. Let's just you know keep moving forward and uh, you know keep being aggressive. McBud, our line still sucks, Belushi. What we always talk about: what direction is it trending? We knew yeah. the line sucked before the line started in week one. We're, just like, we're looking at these guys. We're like, oh, God. When, like- let's let's take a look at that really quick, though. Okay, first off, let's stop pushing this false narrative. Because this offensive line not only has the leading rusher in the NFL, they're like 15, 14, 15, 16-ish around there in, in pressure rate allowed. So it's not like they're terrible. They're average. But the they, thing is, is, they started they, terrible. They started off really bad. So and whenever they, we did a little, little, then we started trending, which is what we look for, right? Yeah. So it's like whenever we see, whenever we see something that's bad, whenever Carr has to move around in the pocket or something to, to, to throw the ball, but, oh, the car, not, the ball's not giving him, you know, the, the line's not giving him any, any, any time to throw or whatever. But you look at his pressure rate, and it's like, okay, I mean, it's not that bad. Uh, let's just. Pump the brakes on that because not only do we have the leading rusher, but we also have a middle of the pack pressure rate too. So, I think we should give the offensive line a little bit of a of a fair shake here. They they progressed right, <laughs> um, but sticking with the coaching staff and everything they did, like we what, what we you know the way that this game the way that this season started is inexcusable considering what this coaching staff got right, and we all kind of agreed like look two and seven with a ten win playoff team with a bunch of Pro Bowlers. You had all your all your draft picks. You had a ton of cap space. You weren't like some shitty cap trouble. You weren't in like you didn't have like a Russell Wilson with a terrible quarter, you know, contract that's ruining what's going. On. Whoever takes over the Broncos next season has excuses, right? Whoever the next head coach is in Denver can say, okay, like I need a few years to clean this mess up, right? Josh McDaniels and company didn't have that excuse this year. They had a better situation than ninety nine percent of brand new head coaches and GMs, right? So the start of the season still inexcusable. What do we say all year long? 
Like you don't judge a new regime after seven games. You just don't. You don't. You don't. You don't make or break what you're going to do with their career after that. Josh McDaniel started six and zero in Denver. He won six straight games in Denver. Didn't make it two seasons, right? You don't judge them just just by how you start. It's you give them the whole season, let them figure it out because new regime changes come with a lot of growing pains, right? And that's why we. As much as we were pissed at Patrick Graham, pissed at Josh McDaniels, pissed at the play calling, the mistakes that were being made, it's like, all right, we're pissed, but got to let it play through. You got to let it figure it out because otherwise you're taking three more steps backwards with a brand new, with a whole new brand new regime, right? So it's like, let it play out, see where it goes. And just like the O-line, we're starting to see the vision come together. Again, still pissed about how the season started, but how are we trending? What's the direction we're going? That's what we should be looking at. Yeah, it's just like all the individual groups are getting better. Uh, that's going to make the entire team better. Mm. Uh, I was very surprised seeing Carlson miss a kick. Uh, I was like, holy shit, that wasn't even what a weird day. Josh Jacobs <laughs> fumbled. Fumbles. Uh, Chandler Jones had three sacks. Daniel Carlson misses a field goal. Those are three things you never see in a game, and we saw all three at one time. Yeah, it's uh, and we still ended up, you know, winning the game. That's probably weird. Uh, it's a, it just, it just feels good internally, just knowing that there's a plan set in place and that everyone is okay with the amount of time that's been it's taken. I mean, of course, you want it to click in, during the first game, right? But it's like, look, man, we understand it was going to take some time. We probably let a couple of these games go early that we shouldn't have, but. We're still in it, and we're we're still going to run to the end. So um, five and seven looks pretty good uh, from from how we started. Uh, but yeah, I mean a three game winning streak, good stuff. I can't help but feel like ouch, coach of the year. Uh, it's funny how like. Luckily, like Nathaniel Hackett is just like the like such garbage, and Brandon Staley is has such Brandon a great Staley. roster that's gonna just like have a, such a low ceiling because Staley keeps holding it back. That's the only thing keeping Josh McDaniels from being like looked at as like a really shitty AFC West coach because he's way better than those two. Like, like I will take Josh McDaniels over those two clowns any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Dude, I I don't know. I, I honestly don't know how Hackett can make it out of this. Did they score 10 points? Today? No way. Zero percent chance he makes it out of here. They Jeez. scored no, they scored nine points today. They scored they didn't they never scored a touchdown today. Oh my god, that's so bad. And their defense is baller too, man. It's top five defense. Oh like every god. metric. I don't I don't know what is going on with your boy Russ, dude. I don't know, but my boy Russ. Dude, every dude. every week. On, on like I see either on Twitter or in an uh, an article or YouTube video or somewhere, it's another metric of you know in the last I'm just using a weird example like in the last 17 years or since the Super Bowl era, no team has had <laughs> you know this type of record with this type of defense and like no team like teams that have scored teams that have only given up 12.3 points per game are 117 and two. Or whatever the until the until the uh the Broncos who are like two and eight or whatever the number is. It's like every week there's a whole new like mind-blowing stat of just how bad 
the Broncos are with such a good defense. It's nuts, man. It's nuts. And it's like, I just don't think, having seen what I've seen, because I've watched some tape, because I, I watch a little, I don't watch a lot, mind you, but I watch a little bit of tape of our opponents sometimes, and I've watched some Broncos stuff. It just doesn't seem like Russell is comfortable. Like, he's running shit that he doesn't like. You know, it's just like the system is not conducive to what he wants to do. He wants to dump the ball off and throw the ball deep. He doesn't, he's not this intermediate stuff and all this. It's that's not his game, dude. Three step drop, make a couple reads, throw the ball out. Yeah, yeah, that's not him. That's not him, dude. No. Nathaniel Hackett, he just knows an Aaron Rodgers system. So he's like, oh, I'm going to make Russell Wilson be Aaron Rodgers. It's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. He's run the ball, check it down, screens, and freaking deep bombs. That's what he is. And when you have Lockett and Metcalf, yeah, you can do that. Um, DB Cooper. It was great to see them finally shut down a fourth and long at the end. I had visions of last year, the last game when the when the Chargers were like two Wait, and fourteen is, on third down, but like seven for nine on fourth down. <laughs> is this the like, real DB Cooper? You know who DB Cooper is? No, he's the guy that uh, he uh, the guy in his avatar with the glasses. Yeah, yeah, that's the drawing of him. He's a guy that uh, hijacked the plane and he uh, parachuted off like Pacific Northwest and landed. And got in the away forest. with it for like four years or something. Yeah, they haven't caught him. Yeah. London Raider. If Soto dies from this man flu, can I have his seventy-two Matuzak jersey? No, London Raider. I'm being buried with that jersey. I'm being buried with all my jerseys. London Raider, send me an offer. I will. I will uh, dig up his corpse, take it off, and send it to you. If the right offer comes up, definitely happy to. So it looks like catch 22 or a bad blast. Tay the moon. The AFC West is a bit of a fuck up. AFC was meant Tay be strong, but it's looking. I think Bud's been true. drinking heavily. I like that. It's I'm a like, celebration Bud, drinking day. You got to keep drinking, man, because maybe... I, I, I busted out an Indian Wells. Uh, Amber hall boy. Look at the cans on this chick. It's not the St. Pauli girl. It's like a, it's like a skinny. St. Pauli girl. She's got per- perky nips. They're not that big, but they're perky. Right? It's not the size. It's how they defy, defy gravity that matter the most. Yeah, it's like when you in, in the in the butt area, it's not the size of the butt. It's the waist-to-ass ratio. That's what you got to look for. I, I like I like the when you're when you're seeing them face on ass, like I'm facing I'm facing you dead on. Or if I'm facing exactly opposite, right? Like I, if I'm seeing you like 180 degrees, like I'm looking at right at your back and your butt. And then you turn at a 90 degree <laughs> angle and then you see the bubble. That's what I like. That's more of like a white guy appeal of an ass. And you have like the Mexican appeal where you want just like the hips and the like the waist and just like. I want it to be proportionate. Like shorty got I that want- ass like blau. Blau. You got to have thighs. You got to have hips. Uh, No, Sam. It is not IPA. It's actually an orange blossom amber. Something different. Normally, it's a, I'm, I'm an IPA guy, but where's the escort service tonight? Do we look like guys that know the export service? Escort I think he's service? talking about this. Oh, this guy. Oh, yeah. There they go. There he is. They never miss. Ratio spot on, Soto. See, my butt and I are right here, man. We know about the butt. 
Did I tell you, did I ever tell you my Russian cab driver story? No, but I'm all ears. I thought I told you this. I swear I did. So I was in, uh, it might've been really uninteresting and I forgot about it. It's possible. Okay. So prove me wrong. Uh, I was with a couple of buddies in Miami. I don't know, maybe like eight, eight, 10 years ago. It was the Carson Palmer to TJ Hushmanzada long bomb game in, in Miami. It was in December. Yeah. And, uh, TJ, who's your mama? Yeah. TJ, who's your mama? And, uh, went out and we went to the, uh, the Raider game out in Miami. And we're like, dude, what do we what do we do around here? Like, I've never been to Miami. I've never, I've been to Florida a bunch of times, but North Florida, like uh, Tampa, I've never been to, to, to Miami. So this girl from the front desk was like, oh, you should have someone take you down to um, Lincoln Lincoln Mall. It's like an outdoor mall. It's not really like a mall. It's just, you know, it's outdoor like shops and shit like that, right? Yeah. So all right, cool. Rolled out, and we're like, all right, let's go. And we get a cab driver because you know this was before Uber was like everywhere and Lyft was like everywhere. So we get a cab driver, this Russian cab driver. So mind you, it's Miami. So it's like, you know, in the 80s still, in the evening, he's got a full leather jacket on with a turtleneck underneath, like total Russian mobster-looking guy, right? Mm. Real nice guy. He's driving, so these two jokers are in the back seat, and I'm in the front seat. I was like, fuck, man, I'm in the front seat with this guy. He's like, oh, how are you guys doing? You know, whatever, with his little accent. So I'm walking around, and I'm just, I'm just seeing pow, ass, ass. Everywhere we, look, everywhere we turn. Everyone's got boom, ass, ass, ass. I'm like, man, there's a lot of there's a lot of butts around here, huh? A lot of guys it's, worked out in that in that town. Yeah, right. And then the cab driver is like, oh yes, you have to have a butt. If you don't have a butt in Miami, just don't leave the house. And I was like, damn. He's like, oh, I funny story. My nephew, he turned 18 last week, and I said, let's take my nephew to a titty bar, okay? We take him in there, and they look at his ID. Oh, 18 today. Get inside. No, get inside. No, you don't pay for anything. Whatever. We go inside. I see this girl for him, and I say, uh, come here, girl. You look like a nice girl from a good family. How much to make sex with my nephew? That's what I look and, for at a stripper. It's like, oh, how good's your family? Okay, That's what I'm he told me. And, and then he's like, she's like $800. I say, $800? For $800, I fuck my nephew myself. <laughs> Dude, I was bald. I was freaking dying. That's my freaking Russian Miami story. Oh, that's fantastic. That's not how it is in Brazil. I swear, in Brazil, it's every girl is given like a squat rack when they're born. There's, it's just, it's unbelievable. It's like part genetics, part just like everyone has a squat rack in Brazil. Mm. And I'm not even an ass man. You're the ass man. I'm, a, you know, in the world of TNA, I'm a T, right? And the Tay Adams, I'm, I'm the T. You're the A. Mm. And even then, even in Brazil, like I almost, I almost converted. It's it's tough. It's it's look, man. It's crazy what like when you have a next level ass, what it'll do to a titty man, and mm-hmm. what next level tits would do to an ass man. Whether it's TRA, we all have dicks. We know where to put them. Uh, so Raiders twenty seven, <laughs> Chargers twenty, Chargers fall to six and six. They're still kind of in the playoff hunt. I mean, right. there's still, you know, there's still five keep, games left. Keep this, keep this going. I'll be right back. You're getting the tequila shot? Yeah. Soto's getting his tequila shot. Oh, well done. Uh, Raiders now five and seven, three and two at home. Uh, we went through the last four, the next four games coming up, right? Short week, Rams without Stafford. Uh, Patriots at home, then heading to Pittsburgh, which will be a little bit of a bruiser. Christmas Eve. Um, 
we could get to seven and seven. We could get to eight and seven. See where that takes us? I'm with most of y'all. When it was two and seven, I was like, all right, now we're just trying to figure out figure each other out. That's the game. That's the game, right? We're just trying to figure each other out, move forward, get ready for next season. But we figured the team out earlier than we thought. And it's panning out great. Uh I just can't help but think to myself, like, how would this season have gone if Josh Jacobs didn't just go next level? Like, what happened? Is it just pure, just pure motivation? He's just like, all right, you guys are going to take my fifth-year option. I'm going to play lights out. And Josh Jacobs isn't, isn't the type of guy, like, like, we all know his backstory, right? Had to, so broke, lived in his car, like that, you know, shit that builds character, right? Like, shit that really builds character. That's what Josh Jacobs has. So it was like out of spite. It's just like, all right. My future's on the line. My contract's on the line. I have a chance to be a very wealthy man next year if I can put together a, an all-pro season. And he's putting together an all-pro season. And I really wonder what made it happen. I don't think it's our O-line. Josh McDaniels has come up with some pretty good play designs and at times some really good play calling. He's done some... Hasn't been perfect. He's had a, he's plenty of misses. But he's done some... He's done some good stuff. So I just don't know. I just don't know what makes. What do you think, Soto? What do you think? What do you think turned Josh Jacobs into the gorilla that he is this season? Now, he was always good, right? Like, he was always a good running back. Well, we all liked him. He went to the Pro Bowl. Like, there's, there's no Raider fan that's like, fuck Josh Jacobs. Like, nobody's that way. But what turned him into, like, an all-pro dude where all his strengths he got a little better at, and all his weaknesses he got either average or better at this season. I just think is it as simple as a just lot of motivated? it's mental. A lot of a lot, a lot of it's mental. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a lot of it's mental. A lot of the things that he would maybe talk about injury wise, he's not even even talking about. Like, nope, I'm not even going to bring this up. I'm just going to get it looked at, and that's it. Um, Excessive masturbator. <laughs> I love that. Excessive masturbator. That's my new favorite. That's my new favorite name that I've ever seen in this chat. We talked about this one last time. We did. Oh, this is a uh, Corlejo Pedro You bought me that because that was that was in my bar for a while. I think you got me a bottle of that because I would never buy that on my own. I think you did. Yeah, I did. Did you excessive drink it? Excessive He mentioned his nutrition has helped him. Here's a little piece of advice for everybody. Anytime a professional athlete, and I'm not picking on Josh Jacobs specifically. Anytime a professional athlete says, oh, yeah, I just focused on my nutrition. That's code for steroids. <laughs> like, Look, man, no I wasn't, wasn't going to say it. No matter. I don't know why it's so, so taboo. I don't give a fuck about steroids in sports. And I work in combat sports. I work in cage fighting. I, I work in the, the goal is to give concussions out sports. And you're telling athletes, all right, I want you to train super hard, fight through injuries, have incredible cardio, be incredibly strong, and have amazing recovery. But you only can do it with, like, protein powder and vitamins. Like, no. All right, we're going to take some good stuff. Cheers. If everyone has one, to Raider Nation, you're taking your medicine. I'm taking mine. Ah, you feel those herpes warts falling off? Your medicine gotta be right, gotta blow it out. That tastes good, right? I had another one that I, I, didn't, I didn't want to take that one though. Tequila is my least favorite liquor, 
all the liquors. Yeah, but I love what it does to you. <laughs> so, okay, at my wedding reception, we had this really good reposado. It was dark. It was nice. It was, it was sweet. And we paired it with, uh, instead of the lime with salt, we paired it with an orange wedge and cinnamon. So here's the good thing. Cinnamon, you can see it in his eyes immediately. Dude, I fucking, this is like, this is like my fucking, this is like Popeye and my spinach right here. But, so you literally just got like liked car 17% more on that shot that you took. I told you he had a good game three quarters. I mean, what the hell you want me to say? So, uh, after the, uh, so the, the good thing about it is once you take that orange wedge with the cinnamon on it, 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 it kills all the, the aftertaste. So you take the shot and you hit it, boom, done. No aftertaste at all. It just kills the whole thing. Well, th- this is the thing, Soto. Why don't you just shoot a good liquor, like a nice whiskey or bourbon? It is a good. It is a good. And not have to worry about killing the flavor of what you're drinking. No, it was not about the flavor because you still get the taste, but it's it's like the bad, like, oof, aftertaste thing. The burn? burn? (laughs) Yeah, the burn. It's a pairing, right? Okay. The good thing is. I'll buy that. You killed that. I'll buy the pairing. Well, that's how you got so fucked up, RJ. Don't freaking. uh, uh, RJ got hammered at my wedding because. We we went through like fifteen balls of that shit. So 15. don't don't act like my goal wasn't to get hammered at your wedding. <laughs> like I mean, like oh, RJ stumbled into being way too drunk at my wedding. It's like no, I went in there on a mission, and I got where I wanted to go. I mean, London Raider, relax. I have good stuff. This is just I wanted to drink this, but I have other stuff. No, no lime, no tequila. It was a pairing. Yeah. It was a pairing. So the bad part is you didn't get that burn afterwards either. So people were just taking a ton of them. And uh, I've got bills for like shoes and freaking chick shoes and heels. They're like, oh, because it was a cobblestone walkway that, that everyone had to walk through. And My I wife guess, went down. Yeah. She still has a scar. Oh, I bet she did. She went down. Now, you know who went down was Frankie's wife. It's... Yeah, she got a kid. They got a kid <laughs> for that. <laughs> our uh, our more our uh, our Muay Thai coach got his wife pregnant that night. <laughs> yeah, because of how that night. Pregnant. You're welcome. Uh, hopefully, a lot of uh, a lot of wives in Raider Nation get pregnant tonight because goddamn they deserve it. Three game win streak, beat the rival. O line played out of their mind. Devonte Adams, fantastic. Josh Jacobs, fantastic. Chandler Jones apparently plays for the Raiders. We learned that today. Uh, good game by Derek Carr. Um and defense a little bubbly. Defense showed up for the fir- first time all season. An opposing offense got less points per game than their average, which is you can't expect more than that from this type of defense, right? If you can do that, the defense has done their job and then some. A uh, lot to be excited about. Very happy about this result. Talk shit to all your Charger buddies. All that good stuff. Wait, hang on. VL eight nine six two. Carr, Devontae, or Jacobs rank them as most valuable offensive player so far. This is a hard one because in relation to how good they are to other people of their same position group, Carr is clearly third, but quarterback is so important. It's such an important position. It's, I it's would hard. say Jacobs, Carr, Devontae. Because Jacobs, because his he's number one in the league. You can't, there's nowhere else you can go from there. Yeah. Uh, and Devontae is third because he depends on Carr to get him the ball. I think Jacob's running has opened up a lot of stuff like the play <laughs> action. Um, 
the flea flickers, all this. Yeah, you can do flea flickers in back-to-back games when you have Josh Jacobs. Yeah. Like, you're lucky to do flea flickers in back-to-back seasons. <laughs> and then McDaniels did it in back-to-back games. Um, so this version of Josh Jacobs, the one that's the complete back, right? First, second, third down back. He can now break long ones. Um, always been a pretty decent pass blocker. His catching's gotten fantastic. The one handed grab last season was amazing, or uh, last game was amazing. Um, this version of Josh Jacobs was something I don't think any of us expected to see. Starting to get sweaty. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, so because it's a Thursday night game, uh, we should record the podcast Tuesday Soto. So it comes out Wednesday. It'll come out Wednesday morning instead of the normal Thursday. So we got. People got two days to watch. Um, and then maybe we'll do a little like. We'll do the post show Thursday night live, like always, right? For Thursday night against the Rams. Big one there. And then maybe a, maybe a weekend show of some kind. Because like maybe after like the the two, like the morning and afternoon games, we'll do something. Just kind of like a recap of what's going on, how it affects like the Raiders situation. Something like that. Maybe. Maybe we'll see. When are you gonna do uh, good, the bad, and the ugly? Two more tequila uh, shots to do it tonight, or you want to wait till tomorrow? I'll probably wait till tomorrow. My my throat really is starting to hurt. Yeah, okay. I'll probably do it tomorrow. Raiders twenty seven, the shit bags twenty, one on one against them again, once again. Um, Notice how we didn't see any Charger fans in the in the chat today. Yeah, weird, shocking. Interesting. I mean, there are at least seven of them. You think at least one of them would show up in the chat at some point, but it's, and it's always like, watch. yeah, we beat that ass. Come with it. Bolt up. Bolt up. Yeah, they're up. so witty. Charger fans. They're like poets. So I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, what, what's what's William Shakespeare doing in our chat? This is crazy. Not this time. Uh yeah, so that's what's coming up next. Enjoy the enjoy the victory, everybody. Um take a shot with Soto, drink a beer with me. Back to back to back season sweeping the Broncos. Back to back to back games one by the Raiders. Things are looking up. Raider Nation. Until then, knock on wood if you're with me.